0: your heart as well as mine and that we would leave changed and different today amen yours is the kingdom oh lord kingdom of god and kingdom of heaven was mentioned just in the new testament over 65 times the lord jesus christ himself just like we sang earlier you came from heaven to earth and dwelt among men the word of god became flesh and dwelt among men hallelujah And he, out of his own mouth, over 65 times written, he probably said it countless times that weren't recorded, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. Because it came, when he left heaven and came to earth, the king came and showed up, amen? Jesus is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven is very simple in this term. It's the spiritual realm over which God reigns as king. I'm going to say that again. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, is that spiritual realm over which God reigns as king. You and I are children of the king. And we are to serve him in his kingdom. Amen. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? On earth, even as it is in heaven. God wants His kingdom to come on earth and His will be done here on earth, even as it is in heaven. Where? In your life, on the inside of you, in your heart, in your spirit, man. He wants His kingdom to flow out of you and flow through you. Amen? And His kingdom means this, that He has keys to the kingdom. You and I, as children of God, if you're born again, raise your hand. If you know for sure your name is in the Lamb's book of life, you have keys to the kingdom because that's your Father in heaven. He's not a dictator in heaven. He is your heavenly Father who gave his Son for you, his only begotten Son, like Pastor Kaskili showed us in John 3.16. He sent his Son because of love. Now he says because his son is at the right hand of the throne of the Father, Jesus isn't here right now. You and I are to expand and grow his kingdom by being a witness and a light. The scripture said, as as you've seen on there, listen, the scripture says this, that Jesus came who is the light of the world. He came as a light to this world because... Everything about God and Jesus is light, no darkness. But they loved what? Darkness and their dark deeds more than the light. You and I, we were born not righteous and seeking God. We were born sinful. We have a sinful nature. But how many believe that you and I, through the exceeding great and precious promises that are in this book, according to what the Word says, these exceeding great precious promises are yours and mine. Promises from God our Father, from His kingdom. The words and the promises for you and I to, and instructions for our life are here. And you and I can open up the book and receive the promises that you and I, what, might become partakers of who and where? and what His kingdom. Through the partaker of God's kingdom, you're now sons and daughters of the Most High God. You're sons and daughters of the great I Am. You are sons and daughters of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen? And there is coming a day when you and I will lay our crowns down. All those, that doesn't matter. What matters is the crown that went on his head on there. And the crown that he is going to manifest and show right now. We're not in heaven yet. We even have a thousand years after on earth when we get raptured. Seven years, we'll have great time up there, but we're coming back a thousand years. How many want to be part of that kingdom? That, how many want to be in that family? Amen. Amen. How many want the kingdom of God and the keys and the promises so that you and I can become partakers of what? His divine nature. Divine, not just nature. How many don't like it when they say Mother Nature's... Don't No, it's not. That's, God is in control of everything. Because He's on His throne. And he is God, and he's the Lord of hosts. He's the mighty one. He's the wonderful counselor. He's the prince of peace, and he's the almighty God. And he always has been and always will be. And he, because of Jesus obeying the Father in heaven, because he came to earth to do the will of God and to fulfill the kingdom of heaven on earth and to show us what it means, how to live and how to act and how to behave, how to talk, how to react, how to live. Jesus showed us the kingdom way to live. And we are to live that example that Jesus lived. And his motivation was what? Love to glorify God. He loved to glorify God. His will was to do the will of God because he served his creator. Amen? You and I are to take the keys of the kingdom. We might be partakers of his divine nature and inherit those blessings. Do you know Jesus inherited, he inherited the right to become the Son of God? He inherited the right of the Father as he obeyed the Lord and did the will of his Father in heaven. He did that, and God honors him for eternity. The Scripture says he will be honored for all eternity. He is the only begotten Son. And Jesus never sinned. Let's go right to the first Scriptures. Before we look at and read this, Look at your neighbor and say, don't be distracted. Let your troubles go. Don't worry about what's going to be happening at noon one or two today. Focus right now on what the Lord is trying to say to you and I. Amen? Just like Cass Kille just said in his message, in America, we're doing this more than we're doing this. We're doing this more than we're doing this. We're looking at the phone more than we're looking up. We shouldn't be that way. We should be saying, Lord, however long it is, whatever it is, you just have your way, have your will today. That doesn't mean we're going to have a five-hour service. Don't get nervous. <laughs> Some of you probably be saying, Pastor Matt, I, I mean, if we're going to have long services, is there any way we can stock the fridge? So we can have a little... That's America. So we can stop and have a little break time. First Chronicles 29. Therefore, David blessed the Lord before all the assembly... And David said, blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our Father forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power and the glory, the victory and the majesty. How many believe that God in heaven, the Lord that created you and I and every human being and all creatures is majestic? How many believe that the Lord truly is a God of majesty? Amen. Majesty. Majesty. That, that's a powerful word. It means this, glory, honor, beauty. Listen to what else it says, grandeur. He is a grand God. He is beautiful to look at. It even says this, what it means, excellence in form and appearance. That's God Almighty in his majesty. Excellence in form and appearance. Can you imagine the day, my friends, my brothers and sisters in the Lord, can you imagine the day when you and I even get near the throne of Almighty God, the beauty of it, the majesty of it. And here's another word that gives uh, an example or uh, something in our mind to think of God's majesty. Think of this word, splendor, his splendor, his majesty. He's beautiful to look at in appearance and just his, who he is. No wonder the word of God says this. When all the earth and all the heaven is destroyed after the millennium, after the thousand years, and we go to be with the Lord for all of eternity, all earth and all of heaven will be destroyed and there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. How many believe that? And how many believe when the word of God says this, in heaven, at that moment, and even as it is right now, there is no need for the sun or the moon anymore. Because where Jesus is, there's light everywhere. And I meditated, I thought about this, Pastor Judy, Pastor Al, for a minute. I really did, you guys. I think about this. Now, how can there be no sun and still be light? Because of the glory of God. And I got to thinking of this. If there's millions of believers all over heaven, and there's never any darkness, there's not even no more sun, there's no need for a sun. In other words, also, it's going to be perfect temperature. Perfect. It's going to be 85. 65. 65. In that part, There's going to be... Amen. Hallelujah. I know the Lord said he's going to get rid of everything, but I hope and pray there's at least a few palm trees in heaven. And think of this. If God lives on the inside of each one of us and he's the light of the world... And he lives inside of each believer. Now if he lives in us, is he ever going to go away? He'll never leave us, nor forsake us, ever. Once you have the Holy Spirit live inside of you, you're, you're a believer forever. You, you have the in, that inward dwelling. He dwells and lives on the inside of you. In him we live and move and have our being. No matter where the believer goes, there's going to be light. Because we're not going to be in this form. We're going to be made in his likeness and his image. And if we're in the likeness and image of Jesus, that means you and I, wherever we go, is light. No wonder there's no need for a sun. You and I are the light, hallelujah, because the light lives in us. The majesty, the glory, the splendor, the beauty of the Lord will be on every believer, inside every believer, in a perfect way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That will be a time in eternity that will be beautiful and wonderful because truly you and I will never look at people the way that we see people now because we don't have this old flesh and sinful nature. We will look at people and see people the way God sees them as their creation. In perfect, it's just gonna be magnificent. How can you not want to tell people the good news? How can you not want to tell people about heaven and that there's a way for salvation, amen? Lift your hands and say, Father in heaven, I thank you today for salvation. And thank you for eternal life in Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. May the love of God and the the glorious grace of God be manifested and poured out on each one of you today. I pray for that. He is the Lord God of Israel. That's why we are to bless Israel. He is the Lord God of Israel. They were scattered. They're all coming back. How many believe that? Two-thirds of Israel will be wiped out during the tribulation. There'll be a remnant in Israel that will finally see the truth and the truth will come to them in their hearts and they will believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. They're not going to no longer wait and look for Him. They're going to realize, as the scales are removed from their eyes, they're going to realize this is the Savior. He's the Messiah. Jesus is. He's exactly who he said he was. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And they are going to realize at that time that this is the majestic God. This is the one that said, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I am the mighty counselor. I am the God of all heaven and earth. And they're going to realize that Jesus is the Savior, the only Savior. And he is our Father forever and ever. God is our Father forever and ever. You are His son and daughter. If you're saved and your name's in the book of life, nothing can take that away from you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Not height, not depth, not width, not length, no creature, no man. Nothing can separate you from God's love. Once you're in His hand, nothing can pluck you out and take you away. Amen? Because He loves us that much. He cares about you. Now, does that mean that He doesn't get disappointed in us? That's why there's repentance. Repentance. We say, you know what? What am I doing? I serve a splendid God, a God of majesty and glory. And here I'm loving darkness more than the light. God, have mercy on me. How many are thankful that while you're here on, light, on earth and, and walking right now, and you have breath and life, you have a moment in time, a short moment in time compared to eternity, to say, you know what, God? I need to get right with you. I need to make some changes in my life. Can I hear an amen? And you realize, I'm loving darkness more than the light. I am to be a child of the light. He lives on the inside of me. I want to walk in truth and walk in the light. And and as a pastor, it's my responsibility to make sure, as much as I possibly can, that you walk in the light and not in darkness. And that you walk fearing the Lord, honoring Him, realizing that Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, is coming very soon, and he's going to, listen to me, he's going to rapture the church away in the twinkling of an eye, quickly, we're going to be caught up and taken away, and we're going to go be with the Lord, amen, and we are to be found ready when he comes. How many want to be occupying and busy with the Lord, with right motives and right intentions, amen, look at your neighbor and say this with me. Seriously, I mean this. Look at the person next to you and say, there is, therefore, no condemnation. I don't condemn you. God doesn't condemn you. He loves you. And he come to save you. Amen. How many are thankful that you don't have to leave condemned today? You don't have to leave ashamed, full of guilt. Amen. We serve a very good God, don't we? He's very merciful. He's a great God. Look at the power and the glory, the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven and in earth is whose? It's the Lord God Almighty. All of heaven and earth belong to who? The creator, God. And he's blessed us and given us authority on the earth. He's given us dominion on this earth, dominion over the animals, the sea, all the things that creep the creatures of all things. The Lord has given that to man. Yours is the kingdom, O oh Lord. And you are exalted as head over all. Both riches and honor come from you. And you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. Look at that, you guys. In the Lord's hand. How many are glad you don't serve a carved image made out of wood or stone? And you can just place it wherever you want in your house or in your business. Aren't you glad you don't serve a God like that? Aren't you glad you serve a God that can hear? The God that gave you ears, he has ears. You're created in his likeness and his image. Aren't you glad that God isn't blind? He, doesn't, he sees everything. Aren't you glad that his hand is a hand of power and might? That he will stretch his hand towards you and me when we need his hand. Stretch forth your hand towards me, Lord. Your hand of mercy. Your hand of grace. Your hand of kindness and goodness towards me. Stretch forth your hand, O God, towards my children and my grandchildren. Your hand of power and might. Stretch it towards me, Lord. I need your hand. I need that hand towards me. Hallelujah. That's the great and mighty God. His hand is powerful and mighty. In your hand, it is to make great and to give strength to all. How many need the strength of the Lord in your life? Amen. How many need physical strength today? Amen. How many need spiritual strength? You want to be strong in the Lord, amen? And especially in these last days, we want to be strong. We want to be a church that's strong in the Lord. And that, my friend, I heard Joyce Myers say this week in a message. I didn't hear all of it, but she was teaching on this, and it it caught my ear when she said, we as believers, no matter who we are, and Joyce Myers admitted to the thousands of people that she was speaking to, all us believers need the same thing. We need God's help and grace in life. We need his strength. We need his wisdom. We need his guidance. We are dependent on the Lord. We we can't even live without the Lord's grace and mercy in our life. We are dependent on him. We need his hand stretched towards us. Amen? Because apart from him, the word says that we can do nothing. Let's go to another scripture here. Matthew 6, 9, and it says this, In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. What does it say? Your kingdom come. God has a kingdom, and it's eternal, and it's forever and ever. God's kingdom is never going to go away, and his kingdom is going to be coming even more powerfully than ever before. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. When, listen, when God's kingdom comes, his will will be done. That is the purpose of God's kingdom coming to earth, is that his will be done on earth. Why does he want his will to be done? Because his will is that no man perish, but that all would come to a knowledge of the truth, repent and be born again and be saved. It is God's will and his purpose that no one's name be left out of the Lamb's book of life. Does that mean that there will not be? There will be millions that are not in that book of life. In fact, there's one book that you wanted in, and that is the book of life. You don't want to be standing at the great white throne of judgment, trust me, where all the books are opened, with a plural, books are opened and displayed, showing your life and why you rejected Christ, why you didn't live for him. He gave his life for you and died for you at Calvary, and you're going to give an account. If you're an unbeliever, you will give an account why you didn't receive his son, amen? How many want the book of life to be open and the angel opens it and he's going down and he's looking and he's looking for your name and he finds your name. Great day of rejoicing when your name's in the book of life. Amen. And you and I as believers are to be moved with mercy, compassion and love towards those that are unsaved and deceived and blinded today. Those that you come in contact with today, tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, this week those that don't know Christ, you should be moved with compassion and mercy and kindness to say, you know what, this is too good a news to keep to myself. Especially this time of the year at Easter. He gave us all, and we know what he did for us. He, you know what he's done for you and how much you've been forgiven of. We should want to open our mouth and share the love of Christ and the good news of the gospel to those around us. Amen? You're not here to go six feet under and be, have on your, your thing, on your tomb that says they lived a very self-centered, selfish life. God bless them. Rest in peace. No. Amen. You walked with God, and because you and I walk with God, you make an impact wherever you go. You're, you're, You're making a huge influence on those around you. Amen? When his kingdom comes, his will will be done on earth, even as it is in heaven. And in Matthew 3, 2... It says this, it says, repent for what? The kingdom of heaven is near. Why do we have to repent? Because the kingdom of heaven is near. Is there sin in heaven? There's no darkness there. You and I are to repent so that we can be cleansed and washed and purged in his blood so that we can have peace, joy, gladness of heart and walk and hear the voice of God clearly and and live that life that brings him glory and honor. Let's go to the other Psalm 145, Brother Cecil, real quick here. A little press for time. I'm sorry, you guys. All your works shall praise you, O Lord, and your saints shall bless you. Who's going to bless the Lord? The angels? The angels will. They'll, they're always behind around his throne. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. Glory be to God. Glory be to God in unison. The power and the glory and the majesty around that throne. Amen? And they shall speak of the glory of your kingdom. Who will? The saints. Look what it says. All your works shall praise you, O Lord, and your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom. What is the glory of his kingdom? It's come to earth. Kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God has come to earth and now that lives on the inside of you. His glory, his power, his majesty, his love is flowing in you and out of you. And we will speak of it, we will declare it, we will bless the Lord for his kindness and goodness toward us, amen? His mercy towards us. And talk of what? We are to talk of his power. There's a new movie coming out in April 23rd or 26th. I know Jeff, you're gonna know this. What movie is it without, you know what movie's coming out? Starts with an A. Avengers. I think I've seen one, but it's all about the power of the Avengers and how powerful these are, and the the big Hulk, and all the power, and the power of the universe, all these so called gods. You know what? There's one God. That's just the devil trying to get them to just be distracted from the one that is really powerful. And you and I, as believers, as saints of the Most High God, we are to be talking and praising and telling others of the power of his kingdom the power of his acts in your own life and the power of God manifested in you and what he's done in your life his power flowing in you and through you and how he's delivered you set you free we talk of his power amen to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts what mighty acts have you told others about recently that God's done in your life not just what you read how you know the Red Sea parted for Moses and all the children of Israel And it went up and they walked across on dry land. That was thousands of years ago. What about the mighty acts in your life that God has been doing? What are some mighty things that God's been doing and you tell others about the mighty acts of God? Amen? How many are thankful that Sammy is here today? Amen. Amen. It's been April 24th, Sammy. will be a year ago you had cancer surgery on two separate parts of your body. And it's a, a year later. And it's a year later. I still remember the cancer doctor in Rockford saying to me privately, he said, I don't know how long he has. I don't know how long he's got. I'll be honest with you. When, when I open Sammy up, it might be to the, we'll just have to close him up. Hallelujah! The glory of God touched him. And he's here today, one year later, still breathing, still living. God hears the prayers. Amen? And, and Wendy, I'll be honest with you, like I shared with you when I came up here, Your sweet little April has been on my heart for some reason very strong today. And we're believing that God is going to touch that precious girl. She's too young. Say this with me. April Meyer will live and not die. I declare it and decree it that April Meyer will live and not die and declare out of her own mouth the goodness of God, the power of God, And the acts of God, amen. We talk of it, we declare it, we decree it, and we thank God for it, amen. Hallelujah. We make it known, we make it known that we don't serve a God that's asleep and slumbering. We serve a mighty God who has a kingdom that is eternal and is forever and ever. And his kingdom is coming to earth and has come to earth and is on the inside of you. And he's given you keys to his kingdom so that you can open up things and things are opened up. Because you're his son and your daughter. You're an heir of God. You are a joint heir with Jesus Christ. You are not seated below. You are seated above principalities and powers of darkness. You are seated far above in the heavens with Jesus. Amen? You are loved and accepted for who you are today. He has cast it as far as the east is from the west, all your sin. He sees it no more. As far and deep as the seas and the ocean go, he doesn't see it. It goes. When you ask for forgiveness, you're forgiven. When you repent and turn from your wicked ways, he doesn't think about forgiving you. He's a forgiving God, and he forgives. He doesn't think about it. He doesn't contemplate it. He forgives when he sees that it's genuine and sincere. Amen? We serve a mighty God. We serve a God of majesty, and his kingdom is a majestic kingdom. He's an excellent God. He is splendor, and he is majestic, and he is beautiful in form and appearance. That is the God that we serve. Hebrews 1.8 says this, but to the son he says this. Now, this is the father saying to Jesus, listen to this. Hebrews 1.8, he says this, and I'll close with this. But to the son he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter, which means a ruling staff, a staff that rules. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Amen? He is a God that rules with His staff. It is a staff of righteousness. Listen to what it says. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. Who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Jesus Jesus Christ is and always will be. He is the King of kings. And every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord and He is the King. And when He comes and sets His feet down on the Mount of Olives... He's not coming wimpy and laid back and calm. He's coming down as a mighty king who's going to rule and reign in Jerusalem. And you and I are going to be in his kingdom and we are going to rule and reign under him and worship him and worship the only true God that's worthy and that is Jesus Christ. Amen? He is the king of kings and the Lord of Lords, and he rules with a scepter of righteousness because he's the king of that kingdom. And listen to what it says, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. I'm going to say it again. It's the spiritual realm over which God reigns as king. You and I are to live in the spirit realm more than the flesh realm, the earthly realm. We are spiritual beings. We have the spirit of God live in us. We are to have his kingdom rule and reign, and we are to walk in the realm of that spirit of his kingdom. Amen. Stand to your feet. If you need prayer for anything this morning if you have need of anything physically, financially, spiritually, emotionally, if you're here today and you're not for sure if your heart is really right with the Lord, do not leave here this morning. I urge you, don't leave here, well, I know I need to do this and I should do that. Get it right today, amen? Get right with the Lord today. Don't live here half-heartedly. Leave here changed and transformed by the power of God, amen? If you have prayer for any other needs, we're here to pray for you. Pastor Al and Pastor Judy and I will pray and lay our hands on you and believe. Amen. Let's lift our hands. Say this with me Father in heaven, thank you for your kingdom. And it is come. And Jesus, you will rule with your scepter of righteousness. Amen. Amen. Go in the grace and the love of God and know this that God is wanting to use you